0: Oh, crap. You started recording.
1: Podcasting. The final audio frontier. These are the legends of Brown Squadron.
2: Our computer is picking up a strange signal. Here, sir, you you better take a look
1: at it. The ongoing mission? To explore the Star Wars universe. And other nerd culture topics To seek new content And new cantinas, bars, and lounges To boldly annoy Scruffy by making too many bad jokes Welcome to the Hyperspace Heroes Podcast
3: A couple episodes back, we had Mark Newbold on, and we were we learned something that over in England, local theaters have been playing the Ahsoka episodes in theaters over there. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, that's man, awesome. Super awesome. I'm definitely jealous over that. But they did announce... That next week on Mrs. Brown Leader's birthday, that uh, they're going to show Chapter Five of Ahsoka here in the states in limited release, and we would have to take about a five and a half hour road trip. I'm if in we wanted, if we wanted to go to see it. <laughs>
4: Don't have to finish that sentence. Right. right.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, let me finish that off with, okay, you go and in, inform your wife of that and uh, come back down here when you're done telling her and uh, we'll continue this episode. Go ahead.
4: All, I, all right. I gotta do is tell her I'm working a double, so will believe that.
3: There sure. Go. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True, but that's uh, not gonna work for him. <laughs> probably not, so.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Go upstairs and tell her that. We'll be waiting right here for you.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'll have to bleep out all of the Violent noises that are going to get caught on mic. (laughs) Hang on. I'll call 911 now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Maybe I won't do that. So let's just go ahead and jump into the show. Welcome to Hyperspace Heroes. This is Brown Leader signing in. All wings report in. Brown 2 reporting in.
0: (laughs) Brown 4 reporting in. Oh, he's back. Is this thing the band is is all together in?
4: yes and it's all together again did you guys miss me
0: we did terrible i feel like
4: yes. i have missed about i don't know four dozen missions
0: with you guys lately, i know right so. all right i've been taking your heat all this time mm-hmm. uh so um we're gonna start this out real quick with when is captain tiva getting carson tiva getting his own figure
3: uh, way overdue so that's what i want to know absolutely way overdue there was an independent toy maker. Uh, I'm blanking on the name, but he—they uh, did a like a one of those figurine bus. so it's just from like you know the shoulders up. So he was pretty excited about that. I was listening to one of his live streams, and he was talking about that. But yeah, no Tiva action figure yet, man. Really bumming. I know uh, that that
0: is that's a must must have.
4: I mean, he's got way more screen time than Boba Fett ever had in the original trilogy.
0: So. <laughs> oh, yes,
3: yes he does. Yes he. And does. And he didn't die yeah. like a bitch. You know, Wait, and, and not yet. what's they they put,
4: <laughs> they put out a, an X-wing for for what blue leader or whatever from mm-hmm. from Rogue One. They got his own X-wing and his own figure. I think Captain Tiva Ant- definitely oh, was it uh, yes. Anton Mark or whatever. Yeah. it's america
3: Merrick,
4: Merrick, that sounds like Morocco. Maybe... (gasps) Conspiracy theory. Dun-dun-dun. Conspiracy theory. All right, all
3: right, all right. I don't care that
4: that. that's already been resolved. Right. uh, So
3: this is our first chance. We were halfway through the Ahsoka season, and I think we're going to... We'll dive into that tonight, but before that, I wanted to kind of talk about a few things before we get there. As we mentioned in the cold open, Ahsoka Chapter 5 which people are very anxious for already and it hasn't been it's been about 47 hours uh, as of the time of this recording when that ep- last episode aired and everybody's just chomping at the bit now due to that very interesting ending and uh, they're going to show chapter 5 of Ahsoka in limited release next Tuesday uh, around the country and the closest location to us is Chicago unfortunately so nothing even in our state But, yeah, if you live, check it out. Uh, You can find the posts online, on social. Definitely check out to see if there's a location near you, and I would encourage you to do it. And like I was mentioning before, DB, when we were talking to Martin Hubold, I was really... You know, we got into the topic of should, you know, Star Wars remain a streaming, or should it, you know, should they do movies again since they've struggled so much? And the fact of showing episodes in the theater, you know... What man, that would you know? That might actually breathe some life into the theaters.
4: And you know, we have a great vintage theater here in our hometown that would be perfect for it. I'm sure oh, there's, yeah. they're all over the country. That would be awesome.
3: Yeah, if you did like a Saturday matinee of the latest episode kind of thing, and you know, oh, just man. you know, it's uh, I don't know, just some food for thoughts for American theaters because it seems to be working over in the British theaters and um the. Guys over at a certain point askew, something else I want to touch on before we get into Ahsoka, they had posted a we meet we meet one of the most pivotal characters in Ahsoka in chapters one and two, which is Sabine's Lothcat. And <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. had a question. they had a question of the week, which was to name the Lothcat and uh, also come up with a spin-off series that it would be featured in. And I did submit something to them and yes, they enjoyed did. it they enjoyed it very much. I came up with a whole kids show with seven main characters and wrote up short backstories on all of them and what I'm getting to is they are going to with the latest release of a from a certain point of view they want to do their own from a certain point askew book and so they're going to be asking pods and listeners to submit stories and they have definitely after reading The write-up I did for this concept, they were uh, very excited and have challenged us to definitely submit it. So I think uh, we might have to put some sort of story together uh, based on these characters. And I know Scruffy, you've had a chance to to read it. DB, would you like me to kind of go through some of the characters? Oh, absolutely. Yes, you have to. Oh,
0: and by the way, uh, the State Theater does not have Ahsoka, but it does have Barbie. Woo! Barbie hmm Come on, so, Barbie. Let's go party. Come up, uh, let's go party. <laughs> no, nope,
3: uh, we're not going there. So, uh, so please continue. So my concept was for a new Disney Kids show, Star Wars Furball Squad. And Furball Squad are an elite unit of operatives that tackle some of the galaxy's toughest problems, often operating behind the scenes, behind the main characters that we love so much. What was that?
0: my phone acting up nice that, okay
4: that, that that was not rob helford no i thought you were
3: not rob helford i thought you were going to do some theme music for my reading so <laughs> so that would have been awesome first up is polly name unpronounceable in galactic basic a purgle that strayed too close to the battle of endor was seriously injured in the crossfire and crash landed on the moon of endor nursed to health by shishi and babu prick she is now part machine, which includes a small livable habitat for the rest of the furball squad. So we have a mod Furgo. <laughs> yes. Yes. Polly also acts as the space transport for the team. Squad designation Furball 1 call sign slipstream. Most Shishi. Shishi, an Ewok from the Moon of Endor. She is trained she is a trained botanist, environmental activist, and a sniper with the Ewok bolo. While studying for her botany degree, she interned with the Witches of Dathomir for two semesters and learned their use of the Force. Shishi found Polly when she crash-landed on the moon and with the help of Babu Prick helped Polly recover. Squad designation Furball 2. Not Babu Frick, Babu (laughs) Prick. We're going to get to that. Uh, Uh, Continue. Yes, Callside Spooky. So we have two members so far. (laughs) Babu Prick, an Anzelin, and the father of Babu Frick. Like Mandalorians, the surname is the first for males. Babu is highly... I I love how you put that much thought into it. I know, right? I was that morning... Man, when I read that post from a certain point of skew, and the whole drive-in... See, this is what happens when Mrs. Brown Leader doesn't carpool with me. My mind just starts to wander and just... Yeah, they need medication no for that she, mm-hmm. she's no longer allowed to carpool with you no no no, no. she's no you yeah exactly and Anzelin and the father of babu frick and like i said like mandalorians a surname is first for males babu is a highly skilled mechanic and engineer he can fabricate any mechanical part and is the technical backbone of the squad babu or babu was on sabbatical on the moon of endor studying the use of nature and machinery By the Ewoks, when he came across Shishi tending to Polly, squad designation Furball Three, call sign Hey Hey, (laughs) because he says it a lot, and I mean a lot. A lot. So that's three, three of the seven. What do you think so far, DB?
4: (laughs) Well, at least he has a call sign, and you're not. He's not going to be Little Prick or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> there goes our PG rating.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, goes our PG rating.
3: <laughs> Next up is Scruffy's favorite character, Buggles. A Vorpak yes! from, from the Colossus, Buggles is an expert pilot and can hotwire any ship or mode of transport. Buggles is always willing to take risks and was on a joyride when he entered the Endor system and witnessed Shishi and Babu Prick trying to get Polly to fly again. He quickly became a co-pilot and navigator for Polly and can pilot with expert skill in the most stressful and dangerous situations.
4: It's about squad. time we have a VOR pack in the spotlight. Thank
3: you. Yes. Squad, squad designation Furball 4, call sign Wheels. Nice.
4: <laughs>
3: Next up is Bridger. And this is what started the whole thing. Bridger, a loft cat that was left to fend for himself by Sabine Wren, when she decided to go gallivanting across a galaxy with her crush to look for her crush Ezra, a perceptive and intuitive lothcat, he picked up a lot of Sabine skills and is a we- and is the weapons and demolition expert for the squad. He is also stubborn and strong-willed, able to see any mission to completion, and has become the tactical leader during missions. He has an unusual talent to sniff out traps and has lightning-fast reflexes. He may or may not be Force-sensitive. The writers are keeping that story plot hidden for now and will write in misdirection to keep the viewer guessing.
4: You know, I, I have a problem with the backstory already. <laughs> What's oh, that?
0: please, what is it?
4: You, you, you said that Sabine went gallivanting to look for her crush, and he's already put her in the friend zone back in episode <laughs> one, so... <laughs>
3: no, not friend zone. Sister Zone. Oh, Family Zone. Sister's but zone, this, yes. but, but this is Star Wars, so exactly. it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> when your sister is your crush, you yeah. know you're watching Star Wars. <laughs> wow. We went there. Okay. Uh, squad designation Furball 5. Call sign Dynamite! Yeah, yes. As long as he's voiced by J.J. Walker. Exactly. <laughs> uh... All right, next up. Itchy. Uh, All right. Uh, This was one of my personal favorites. A womp rat hailing from Beggar's Canyon on Tatooine, Itchy snuck aboard a transport bound for Lothal to escape the T-16 massacre of (laughs) 2BBY. Wary of humans, Itchy has become an expert in intelligence gathering and covert operations. Itchy was sneaking away with some... Maeloran fruit from a Lothal market when he ran into Bridger. They quickly became friends and were running operations against Imperial Remnants when they met the Furball squad running a mission on Lothal as well. They joined together to complete the mission and decided to remain together to travel the galaxy and seek out Imperial Troublemakers. Squad designation Furball 6, call sign Tails. Nice. And finally, and this is a... Uh, I think I wrote this in in as a for all of our sequel f- lover fans. Uh, the final member of Furball Squad, Paige. A father born in the stables of Canto Bites and rescued by Rose no. Tico no. <laughs> after the fall of the First Order. With the help of Broomboy, who Rose also rescued, Paige was trained in the healing arts and became and being pushed to, to the side at just being there in the background to fill up screen space. I
4: I know which character I hate already.
3: (laughs) I'm just wondering for our listeners out there, can you hear us roll our eyes?
0: It's
4: deafening. Uh,
3: (laughs) She is the team's medic and often ground transport, often racing in at the last minute to rescue the team from what looks like certain disaster or self-sacrifice. She was grazing one day when the World Between Worlds opened and sucked her in. She wandered around and found the only opening which put her just outside a Lothal market to see a Lothcat and a Womp Rat battling it out with ex-imperials. Squad designation Furball 7. Call sign Thorn. So there you go. There's mm. Furball Squad.
4: It sounds very Disney because you have a lot of talking non-human creatures.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I was thinking. And so now we need to come up with a story to use those characters and submit it to their their collection that they are doing over it from a certain point of ski oh, podcast. My. So. You would be my hero if it actually got published. hmm I'm also thinking that we need to submit a Doug Rebo story. Oh yes. We need well, to submit a Doug Rebo
4: story. you know, taking a page from Episode Seven, you know, maybe, maybe this. Do we have to? This, this squad is looking. F- <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, since no, I don't think ep- we have to. Since Episode Seven ripped off Episode Four. We can rip off episode seven and the crew is looking for the missing Max Rebo (laughs) or Doug Rebo. (laughs) Rebo.
3: Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I do have I was going to mention in the collection corner, I have a for the first time I'm growing pumpkins out in the garden this year. And I have one that is growing so rapidly that if it continues to grow between now and pumpkin season in October, I might just have to paint the thing gray because it will probably be as big as a Death Star. Nice. Yeah, so that we could write awesome. We could write some story about uh, the uh, weapon of the week being a, a catastrophic, mm. pu- uh, deadly pumpkin. Somehow the deaths are returned. <laughs> 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 so yeah, so just uh, think about that. And uh, I hope listeners, I hope you enjoyed that. If you'd like to submit ideas for a story, you can get uh, <laughs> get a hold of us through social media, any of the major social media sites. You can email us at Gmail. Or at uh, brownsquadron at gmail.com. If you'd like to submit some uh, story ideas to use those characters, by all means, we'd love to have them. And we'll definitely give you credit in the final story as we go along. So,
4: All right. Okay, can we, can we talk about Newbold for a second? Yes. Because I am very sad that I missed that interview. Um, you know, but when you got to work, you got to work. Right. But... Um, I hear he's a big Star Trek fan.
3: He is. Oh, oh!
4: oh did you hear that? Those were Scruffy's <laughs> eyes. <laughs>
3: well,
2: funny enough. Well, funny sad. enough.
3: It, by the time, I still have to get that episode edited and put out, but it'll be put out by the time this episode is out. And uh, in that episode, I do mention to him that about having him back on and having an episode when you can be on with him, so we can talk Trek awesome and, and he was all for it so yeah i can't i can't wait
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you will be shocked to hear my uh my opinions of some of uh, the ahsoka episode that we just uh the first one
3: all right well uh so. yeah let's uh shall we get into it so ahsoka yes, we are halfway through the season already episode four just aired like i said about forty. 40- seven and a half hours ago at the point of this recording and they did a double drop of episode one and two which seems to be the trend now for star wars disney star wars dropped the first arc which you know in this case i i don't know if they really needed to honestly i almost think uh, and i'll will explain why and when we get to it but i almost think they would have been better off just dropping one personally. But uh, episode one was entitled "Master and Apprentice." Uh, Scruffy, you want to talk about the episode a little bit? Absolutely. I uh, love the opening scene. It' very reminiscent
0: of original Star Wars. You've got the it wasn't quite the same crawl as we've seen in the past, uh, but it still has some sort of a crawl to it. And then that opening scene with the, that ship coming, that massive ship coming across the screen just felt very vintage Star Wars and then we get to the bridge of the enterprise I mean the ship <laughs> which felt very Star Trek-ish because it was very clean and polished inside and everything's nice and neat it's the New Republic it was it's one the of the new
3: Repu- it's the New Republic right and it was one of their new cruisers
0: yep so that was the first thing that popped in my head as I'm sitting there trying to enjoy Star Wars oh wait a minute this feels very trekish. So I thought you two would appreciate the, uh, it was, it was,
3: it was very land. It was very Lando clean before uh...
0: Lando clean. That
3: <laughs> is it. That's a new phrase.
0: We're, we're, we're rolling so. with that phrase. It you was think very we get Lando Billy D. D. Plug net product.
4: Maybe. What's that? Oh, we, we, we create a cleaning product. We have Billy D. Williams, you know, plug it like cult 45 only. It's Lando clean. Lando, Lando clean.
3: clean. Oh, no, kind of like okay. Mr. Clean. Which is nowhere near Lando clean. Yeah, Wipe the floor with those pesky New Republic recruits.
4: There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So So, yes,
0: yes, it it felt very Lando clean. The uniforms were very crest. Uh, They were uniform. Because it's not, you know, it's Mm -hmm. fresh now. It's not a hodgepodge of whatever they can get their hands on.
3: I almost saw the creases in the uniforms; they were so new-looking. Very much know? so, mm-hmm. and
0: the white shoes that were all nice and mm-hmm. nice and spiffy. Yeah. Well, you
3: know? no, some of them had boots. The calamari. The uh, calamari had the uh, the boots. The, yeah, and the, and the others were in shoes.
4: I have a question: How'd the Mon calamari fire a weapon with those hands? I know, right? Ruined the whole series for me. Just that one. <laughs> <laughs> Brick uh,
0: Thank you. I was supposed to go to bed when we're done recording. Now I'm gonna go re watch and find <laughs> out.
2: Sorry Brick
3: screws and Mon Calamari firing blasters. Yeah, just ruined the whole Star Wars thing. I'm going trek now. Great. He could he could
4: have had a modified <laughs> blaster, who knows?
0: Yeah. Or what maybe he used a force. Or a phaser. He-
4: Anyway. He did have <laughs> oh phaser
0: yeah. you know
4: you know actually Good. he could fire um, yeah. a next generation model yeah. phaser. Was he wearing a red shirt? I don't recall. No, oh was my blue. word!
0: You do, dorks know the difference between the uh, models of phasers based on the generation of Star Trek you're watching.
4: Yeah.
3: yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Okay. <clears throat> TOS was better than next gen.
0: I I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. What's TOS? The original series. The original series. Okay. Yep. Well, I guess I should. Have, okay, I guess I should have known that.
3: Kirk and, and three breast, three-breasted green ladies.
0: And that I won't argue with. Hmm. The original series, not the three-breasted. I thought TLS. the
3: opening. I, I thought. I, I thought the opening had a very uh, phantom menace. Parody opening. It was almost like the reverse of. It was the bad guys coming on to the ship. Hey, you uh, you
4: stole my commentary exactly. Y-
3: yeah. So. Uh, and then what else happened in the episode? Uh, so we get our
0: first introduction to uh, Shin Hati.
3: Shin Hati. Shin Hati
0: for the rest of you guys, mm-hmm. and uh, Balin. Balin. Uh, Skull. Balin Skull. Yes, Balin Skull. Uh, and of course, they are uh, being accused of being Jedi, which they are not. Um, lots of comments out there about Balin's fighting style being very old school and very uh, un, un, not very athletic or any motivated. And very, course, very rigid. Very mm-hmm. rigid versus um, Shin. But did you see him? Being in... very elaborate.
3: Did you see him in Chapter Four fighting? When oh, absolutely! Snips, absolutely, he was doing. He did the whole uh, skirt twirling in the wind, tw- uh, spin around, jump thing. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and it just kind of
0: reminded me of well, of course, it's an older guy who doesn't feel he needs to show off versus the younger padawan who feels the
3: feels the need to be all showy. Right from the get go, and it just reinforced it for me the whole season so far. Every time Shin goes into battle, she has a very feral style.
0: And that was uh, my first comment, was her eyes. She just has a very feral look on her face, and it's just an amazing actress for how she can continue that look. It looks very... Well, she, she
3: never blinks, which is kind of creepy, but... It's extremely creepy. Kind of. Oh, God, hmm, I at didn't realize time.
2: that. <laughs> yeah,
3: she doesn't. Yeah, it's... Oh. it's, it's uh-huh mm-hmm yeah right? maybe that's what's
4: so menacing about her because she does she looks like she's like trying to look evil Mm-hmm. you know to impress her master well at oh, times it's almost man.
3: like it's it's the attack dog that's kept on the chain until yeah he, until he lets it loose
4: exactly yeah that's
3: mm-hmm. yeah wow mm-hmm
4: and then she gets pretty lippy with uh, Morgan later on. Oh, that was great. You know, I was
3: really oh, happy yes. to see that. And we'll get to that later but, uh, when we talk about that episode. But, yeah, mm-hmm, absolutely. So
0: there, uh, so Balin and um, Shin are there to rescue Morgan,
3: who's uh, mm-hmm. locked in a cell, of course. There was a detail about that when Balan goes to get Elsbeth out of the cell that stood out both times I watched the episode when he goes to the cell he uses the force to unlock yep, to the mechanism the, yeah. yeah that an astromech would have normally viewed done. yes and i thought that was such a cool little detail mm-hmm. to throw in there and of course you know he, he uses the force to take her cuffs off but it, we've seen that before but to undo the lock was very that was very the cool
0: first time we've ever seen that mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. and i
3: absolutely love that detail so, quick question: How long do you think she was in captivity for? So she gets captured by Ahsoka yeah. in season, uh, was it two, uh, early on in season two of Mando when he goes to that planet with Michael Bean, and um, you know, how much time do we think has uh, yeah, our buddy, our buddy Headless uh, uh, Headless Ned? Yeah, Headless Ned had did a dice YouTube video kind of talking about the timeline of Ahsoka. And his his concept, and I, I kind of agree with it a little bit, which is uh, four to six months, probably no longer than that. Yeah, I think that's I do reasonable. like the fact that uh, there's
0: no time frame yet. We have nothing mm-hmm. to say. This <laughs> happened in this order. Yeah, what are right. they? Are they
4: transporting her sublight all the way back to Coruscant? What the hell?
3: Right.
0: Well, I think they came out of hyperspace to meet somebody, and that's why they were surprised that who they were meeting didn't show, and then they found out that the Jedi
3: are there. It's an older code. It's an older code, but but it checks checks out. out. (laughs) You'd think the good guys would know that trick. Right? You would think so, but hey. A bureaucracy is a bureaucracy is a bureaucracy. (laughs)
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So anyway, they, um, they rescue her, and uh, our next scene is Ahsoka at the temple. And that whole temple thing had a very Indiana Jones feel to me. Yeah, it did. I uh, absolutely it did. loved it. It was just epic. The effortlessness it, that she got into the temple by taking the lightsabers and spinning mm-hmm. them around. Yes. Dropped and the next inside. part had
3: a very video game puzzle-solving uh, component to it, where you had to line up all the pieces just right somebody has said it, it a couple people online have, have pointed out or they they're claiming that you can hear Maul's voice um, saying he is the chosen one very faintly while she's in there um, I didn't hear that did you did and you know he you? is he has been credited the whole series so far as additional voices Sam Whitler has mm-hmm. but um, yeah I, I somebody played one clip of it and if you're listening for it it kind of sounds like I don't who knows okay, is it so, in the
4: subtitles?
3: No, no, no okay. So,
0: I bought a new Roku and I have the ability to plug headphones into the uh, into there. Oh, into nice. the remote. So, I am gonna have to play that and
3: see if that's true. It's on when she's turning, yeah. And it's uh, the clip is you see, you look, you're looking at her and she's behind one of those puzzle pieces and she's turning it and supposedly. Um, I kind. I mean, if you're if you're purposely listening for it, it might kind of sound like it. But I don't know. But then again, this is Feloni, and you know the level of detail. And I'm, there was something I was going to bring up. I saw on TikTok when we get to the f- fourth episode, but you know the level of detail that he's bound to put in here would not surprise me. At all. Yeah, no, definitely not. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. But uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to have to check that out. So yeah, and that was on the planet Arcana. Where oh, that Sopana. night sister, where the night sister temple was, so keep okay. going.
0: Uh, so she gets up to she gets the uh, the map, if you will, comes back up to the surface to find the, uh, what were the droids called? The assassin H-Ks? droids. The H- H- yes, Case. H-K HKs. assassin droids. Mm-hmm. Uh, that she has to go do battle with, and uh, the line, um, you, you give that to us and. She said, an "Us," and then four more appear in the background. That was mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Yeah, and I love the way she even the playing field a little bit by dropping back into the temple, cutting holes in the ground, cutting holes in the ceiling to bring three more down, so she can come back up and take on just the yep. two.
3: No, that whole sequence was pretty boss. Yeah.
0: Yes, that was pretty awesome. Uh, but I did not see the self-destruct coming. <sighs> the uh, uh, yeah i can tell a lot of people had a little bit of a problem with that i thought it was i was okay with it
3: uh, so their mission was to retrieve the map from ahsoka and when it now they're going it up when she takes a few of them out they pop out their unibot uniboob thermal detonator and <laughs> what it looked like a uniboob seriously Oh my god! That thing was protruding so far out; it was ridiculous. You knew it was artificial. Oh my word! Nothing. We are so losing your PG rating. (laughs) I like to apologize to the kids. But the level of detonation, the level of explosives—I mean, it just took out the whole temple and everything. And why, anyway? But no, it it was still—it was a cool
0: sequence. It was a cool sequence, but if if they—if their mission was to retrieve the map. Because the map is the only way they can find Thrawn, mm-hmm.
3: and now you're going to blow the map up with Ahsoka. Right, exactly. I think the whole, I think that whole part was added in there just to see her running, uh, and do the jump on the just, ramp, uh, yeah. which was a very, which is a very, that's a very standard Star Wars animation thing. Oh, absolutely. So I think that was part of. I, I, honestly, I think that was half the reason they did it was just to get that shot.
4: It's like the opening sequence in a James Bond movie. It doesn't have to make sense. It just has to be
3: cool. True enough. All right. That, yeah, all right, that was very, very excellent description there. Yep. And who do we get to meet at this point? A
4: porg?
0: A porg. <laughs> no, I was very disappointed. There were no porgs. There were no warpacks. Uh, I was very upset about that. However, we do get. Um, get Hu Yang. Hu Yang. Hu Yang. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I keep calling him Hindu. Hu uh, Yang. Voiced which by David Tennant.
3: Which I thought Doctor was just awesome. Yes. I gotta say, he's 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 definitely one of my favorite characters of the whole show.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I love he's still clinging to Jedi Protocol, even though mm-hmm. Jedi protocol's out the window, basically.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and then, of course, Ahsoka's like, well, you're supposed to have my back. Well, that is a Padawan's job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 yes. I mm. absolutely love that line so our next uh, scene of course is now we're back on Lafal. they're having a ceremony uh, for the original uh, for the uh, freeing of Lothal from the Empire uh, Sabine is supposed to be there but of course Sabine is not there because she's on her speeder cruising back to the communications tower
3: right it, I love this is where they make their time reference which uh when the governor azadi voiced by Mr. Clancy Brown Patrick yes. Starr himself. Um, uh, what
4: a great cameo. Yes. Absolutely.
3: He has now played 4 roles in Star Wars. He can keep playing them. He's awesome. Yes. No, he's awesome. And the fact that he got to vo- he got to play the live action version of himself from Rebels was awesome. There yeah, is I a cool in the Thrawn books. Uh, the new canon ones, there is a cool backstory between him and governor price and what he did to her family's mining operation before he was deposed and why she was so, cause that's where she came. They, the prices had a, like a mining operation on Lothal that was confiscated by the empire, but um, very cool backstory that was developed between them in that book that I just wanted to mention. But, uh, I need to read that. Awesome. But yeah, I love that he goes, several years ago. Several yeah. years
0: ago. And there is another thing that just that has just, driving me nuts. There is no way to reference anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can say several years ago is
3: three or more. Mm-hmm. Well, that uh, helps me narrow it down. Uh, not at all. all. Right. And then here was another deep dive when... Uh, Sabine wasn't there. It was a no-show. He pulls out the new Senator Jai Kel to have him stall the crowd. And Jai Kel, for anyone that watched Rebels, might remember that he was a character in Rebels as well that befriended Ezra and helped him. I think he was in two different episodes uh, early on in the season and towards the end of the season. But very cool. Another uh, deep dive character that they pulled out, which was... A cool little twist, in my opinion.
0: Absolutely. So our next scene is Sabine on the speeder bike, uh, cruising up the highway, which uh, uh, here's another Trek reference that felt very, uh, very Star Trek, where you see Kirk in the Corvette convertible, cruising along, and you hear um, um, Beastie Boys' uh, mm-hmm. "Sabotage" playing in the background. Now you got Sabine on the bike cruising up the highway with uh, some sort of uh, rock song. I'm assuming it's Max Rebo or Doug Rebo, I should say. <laughs> Maybe it's probably Doug Rebo playing it. It's right. very rock song. Uh, as she's getting us uh, getting away from, uh, oh, she quote unquote, oh, was that today? When said you're supposed to be at the ceremony. Yep. Yeah. And uh, she did make several references uh,
3: throughout the through this opening uh, this opening episode with, oh, that's today. <laughs> I, I think she you know the actress is doing a good job uh, embodying uh, Sabine's attitude you know very much so um, in, in the show
0: when I first saw the character I, I kind of had, had mixed mixed feelings about it but uh, as you know with her attitude and the way she behaves uh, it's very Sabine like and I've got I got used to it really fast yeah
3: really, really we got fast. to see we got to see the e-wings for the first time in live action yeah. Which was very cool, and and speaking of Trek references, you know, they had very similar lines, shape lines, to some of the Star Trek shuttle. Anyway, uh, keep going, (laughs)
0: Okay, Yeah, there's my only two Trek references for the rest of the day. Uh, We'll bring up more. Uh, You will, but I will not. Uh, So, yeah, I love the rock music. I love that feel of that whole uh, whole sequence there, where uh, they're trying to tell her to, you know, hey, come back trying to talk her down and try to get her to stop she's not stopping they try to block the highway there or whatever they call it there mm-hmm. and she cuts the engines slides up underneath it and then comes and just keeps on going mm-hmm. it was a pretty epic scene yeah so she gets to the gets to the old communications tower and this is the same communications tower that uh, ezra bridger we see ezra going to all the time mm-hmm. i guess you'd refer to it as ezra's house uh, and then she comes there, she gets there, goes up, and there is the Loth Cat. That sounds like a detox facility.
3: Ezra's house.
4: <laughs> I was <laughs> thinking, whose house? Ezra's house. <laughs>
3: oh it does sound like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
0: Oh Keep it's going, on, sorry. Yeah, uh, so, Ezra's house for anger issues
3: and attitude problems.
0: <laughs> and then, um, so, uh, anyway, yes, the Loth Cat. And <laughs> she feeds Ezra's... the Loth Cat.
3: Ezra's house for runaway teens yeah.
0: oh yes <laughs> okay that's awesome so uh she feeds the loft cat with a uh, what's it probably half cup uh, measuring spoon
3: yep dollar <laughs> uh, a dollar store red plastic uh <laughs> half cup scoop
0: di- didn't you uh didn't you have one
3: I, I have this I, th- I do I do I have uh authentic well I thought they were authentic yeah. Nope. So oh, Star Wars DB, DB shot you down. Yeah, he did. He did. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I know.
0: right yeah, from What from was I what was it. the problem with that uh, with that DB? What did you find? Uh, the
4: color was off, and there was no markings on it to, to for, for the date and COO on there. So.
0: <laughs> oh, the CO. This sort of lacking yeah. the CO. So that's how you knew. Okay.
4: For all our collectors, you know what I'm talking about.
3: This was not <laughs> authentic stuff.
0: So, and we now know that there is love cat food.
3: Yep, love
0: cat chow. Love Loth-ca- cat chow. Love <laughs> chow. Yes, love cat chow. Well, do they meow? They don't meow.
3: Space meow mix.
0: Space meow mix. There you go. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, we we gotta speed this up, otherwise we'll be here till uh, midnight recording. You know. Uh, so. so anyway, I I I I really appreciated the. Uh, so anyway, uh, she ends up uh, having to go see Ahsoka. Uh, Ahsoka rise on Bethal to talk to her about helping her decipher the mm-hmm. map. The map. The map. I love Sa- the tension between Ahsoka and Sabine. Uh, I heard a lot of people complaining about it, but I liked it. I, I think um, you know Sabine and Ahsoka both have that very Type A personality.
3: Mm-hmm. I think some of that. I think some of that was fueled by the fact that there's a section of the fandom that they need to know everything. Everything has to be spelled out. And I enjoyed it because it hinted at some sort of past where they were a master and apprentice. It went sour, and I want to know more, but it's kind of cool that we don't, and we're it just having to we're cool just that. having to build the pieces from the story now. And I enjoy that.
0: Yeah, because the three of us appreciated not knowing things like uh, Yoda. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We didn't knew anything about Yoda. Well, mm-hmm. we still don't technically, but you know. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to know about Vader's past. Mm-hmm. We got it later. Anyway, um, so anyway, there were lots of complaints about that, but I truly appreciated it. Uh, we later learned that Hu Yang's been training Jedi for 500 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. As uh, so, As um, Ahsoka uh trying to get him to identify the lightsabers, which I thought was kind of a cool piece of something I'd never yep. really thought about before is that uh, they had images of Balin and Shin on the Rebel ship, and they and Ahsoka asked Hu Yang to identify the lightsabers. One Mm -hmm. of which he had no idea who was. The second one, though, of course, he traced back to Balin. So we know that Balin was a former Jedi, of course.
3: Right. I was really super impressed that ahsoka's ship as old as it was was as clean as it was it was almost like she had new republic cleaning droids on there or something because yeah. that thing was so <laughs> squeaky clean yeah
0: i wasn't gonna go there but yes uh since you, you know
4: what it, you know what she has no kids it's gonna that, stay clean. oh that's true oh,
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: oh and she got yes. okay. and
3: she got rid of her last one sabine so yeah you know, yeah and Sabine's house was a mess. So, oh, that makes perfect oh, sense. Oh, okay, now.
0: you're right because because the inside of the, uh, yep, Ezra's house, the Ezra's home house, home for runaway
3: te- home for runaway teens, was uh, um, a mess. Yep, uh, I was gonna say otherwise we'd have to change her nickname from Snips to Sweeps,
0: because <laughs> <laughs> she keeps that <laughs> thing so
3: clean. Uh, boom, <laughs> boom. All right, But up, boom, boom.
0: Yes, moving on. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, let's let's. Wrap this one up fast. Uh, Ahsoka asks Sabine to identify or help her solve the, uh, the map. Sabine agrees, wants to take it back to the Ezra's house, the home for runaway teens. Uh, Ahsoka says no. So as soon as Ahsoka turns her back, Sabine grabs the thing, the map, runs back to the communications tower. Uh, one of the HK droids follows her there. Uh, Shin and the HK droids are now on, on now on Lathaw. Uh Sabine gets in a lightsaber fight with Shin and gets stabbed with a
3: lightsaber and survives. Right. So one thing before we talk about that. The uh droid or the uh probe or surveillance droid following her and then going back to report to Shin Hadi was very Phantom Menace. Oh absolutely, uh, yes. oh, yeah. With Maul on Ma Tatooine. But yes, so then they have a duel uh down at the base of uh uh, of the tower, and we have what has what is quickly becoming the Star Wars version of the hero being shot in the shoulder, <laughs> which is the gut stab, and uh, it's yeah. Uh, no, you know, the position of the
0: wound I can see um, right. when when um, Qui Gon got stabbed, it went straight through a center oh, yeah. mass, uh, yeah. and clearly uh, may have hit or nicked hit or nick the spinal cord, which is going to be a
3: debilitating injury. Right. So back. here's where, here's where I was, gonna, I mentioned it before that I want to touch on something, which was this, the stabbing on the ending of this episode, I think would have made much more impact on the fandom. If they hadn't, if you couldn't just queue up the second episode right away, I think if they had left it at that point, um yes we would have known sabine survived anybody if you paid attention to the trailers you see where she's got the short hair and and you know they're going to go on the adventure and but for people for for people that have not watched the animation they might actually be like damn you know and and like leave it there how'd that go damn (laughs) and uh just leave it there i i thought you didn't This was one situation, unlike Andor, where you kind of needed all three to buy into the show uh, because you really needed that first arc because the first two episodes were, uh, you know, kind of slow-paced and not a lot going on um, other than walking and walking and walking. Well, first two? Yeah. The first 12, let me read. But I I thought this one, I I thought it would have been fine just showing the first one because there would have been... Just look at what happened between... Two and three, three and four, and now since episode four came out, we're back to what we were doing at Mando, season one, and even season two, where we were like just talking so much because we're so excited, and we have that week to get together and discuss, and what do you think's going to happen? And I think they should have just left it there. Yeah, personally. I agree.
0: I agree. We could have done that. Uh, I appreciated
3: both episodes at once because
0: mm-hmm. I think it's just I think it better, it, it, but
3: I think it took the luster out of the shot of the of the stab I was like because like okay well next episode oh she's alive okay no drama over you know and it was just kind of I don't know it didn't really have its impact and I think maybe because of Reva and some of the other uh you know side gut jabs or whatever it's just becoming kind of weird well, we that's uh time.
0: It's a, it's a survivable impact now, or survivable wound now. Instead, of... can, can I
4: address can I address the whole <laughs> stabbing thing? Yes. Hear me out. We've seen enough people. <laughs> Hear get... me out. Here we go. <laughs> we we've, we've seen enough characters get you know stabbed or say sliced in half like Mall or whatever. <laughs>
0: I was waiting three <laughs> minutes.
4: Why why why? Did Qui-Gon die? Maul stabbed him right in the midichlorians. <laughs> Got him in the midichlorian sack. He's done.
0: All right. Part two. <laughs> really? That should solve. Sack.
3: No, that should mid, solve mid, all midichlorian,
0: debates. Midichlorian sack.
3: Really? Well, you know, some people have said, you know, that <laughs> ever since these survivable gut stabs have started, it's almost like, you know, there's... In every universe, there's rules, so it's almost like they're breaking the law, breaking
4: the breaking law. The law. <laughs> breaking
5: the law, uh, Rob Helford. Come on, sing it funny. first, Rob. Sing All it right. first, Rob Helford.
4: You got another thing coming. Oh,
5: <laughs> thank
0: you for not letting me down here. All right. Okay, so part two, part two, part two. Which was, up in wait, the hospital. wait, wait, wait.
3: What, 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 what. It was entitled. We're, 40, we're, we're 48 minutes. I know, but episode two <laughs> was entitled... Toil, toil, toil and trouble. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's all that went through my head. I am scarred <laughs> for life. Yeah, same here. It's like, why did they wait till Halloween to entitle an episode that, for right. goodness sakes? It's like something out of Hocus Pocus or something. Anyway, sorry, go. Hocus Pocus. I've never
0: seen that.
4: You're not missing anything. Move on. No, you're not. Yeah,
0: no, no. Move I'm along. Not, I already know. Move I'm, along. I'm, move <laughs> along. Move along now. Uh, Sabine wakes up in the hospital. So, because they're asking her questions about what happened, uh, you know, finds out that the map is gone and there is no record of what the map revealed. Because, of course, Sabine did solve the map. Uh, like any good uh, Mandalorian puzzle solver,
3: she is. That's the only thing I, I could think of to call it. Um, right. I did like the fact that she had a scar because chicks dig scars. Hmm. Just saying take scars <laughs> moving along
0: so uh, uh, so Ahsoka's like okay well um, when Ahsoka goes to leave uh, Sabine says well you'll need my help and Ahsoka turns around and says no you've done enough that was yeah that, that, that line though was like ooh that's, I can tell uh, Ahsoka's upset mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. her losing the uh, map
3: yep um. We get our second appearance of the mom of the group, Hera. Oh yes, uh, Hera, Hera is there. We forgot to mention that she was in the uh, first episode, but that's okay. Um, I like the, the Hu Yang has a line because they bring the. Uh, they, Ahsoka runs back to the home for runaway teens, uh, <laughs> finds the other, uh, finds the other, uh, assassin droid HK droid because apparently droids, so the Sith have the rule of two, and HKs apparently have the rule of three. So if she killed two, there must be a third one around there. There's always dirt, and as he comes down mm-hmm. from the ceiling, she says, I was hoping you were still here. And I dug the cat, because the cat was warning her before, Bridger was warning her before she went in, because he was staying outside. No, he, did you notice that? He I understand, well, it, but it's the Bridger, that you've named the cat Bridger. Well, yeah, we talked about that at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, I, I know what um, so, yeah, Bridger was warning her that, you know, hey, don't go in there. There's something in there, something in there. But anyway, yeah, bring the head back. They've got to do the it's it's now the uh, uh, quest MacGuffin to get him to the next uh, portion of the quest. And yeah, Sabine's that whole sequence was kind of fun. It was it was kind of silly in a way, um, you know, cause it was very diverish. Digging... Uh... Yeah.
4: I was thinking lethal weapon, but you're right, my
0: Oh or... yes,
3: lethal weapon. Yes. yes, lethal weapon. You know, digging through its memories, not you know, in its travel logs, but she can find out where it was built or something. But or the longer from. she continues
0: to play with it, the closer it is to detonation and blowing up. Right, and I and love Hui, and
3: Hui Yang's comment. Yes, yes, because uh, like, to... Her... go yep. for it. <laughs> yeah, you know, Hera's. Uh, they're like, well, should we do it? If there's a chance for it to explode, and Hera's like, yeah, we should do it right now. And Hui Yang's like. Yeah, because you're just a, a hologram. You're a hologram. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. You got yeah. nothing to lose.
3: And of course, Hu Yang
0: is the one who finally pulls the plug at just the last second before it blows yes. up. Mm-hmm. In spite of the fact that Sabine says, no, wait, wait, almost there, hang on. Yep. In real mellow tone.
5: Yeah. So uh, they
3: find out it, They find out it's from Corellia, so they know that that's the next stop on the road trip. Oh, yes.
0: Uh, so... Ahsoka takes off, leaves leaves, uh, Sabine there resting still, because Sabine still needs to rest, apparently. Uh, Her and Hera meet at the uh, Corellia shipyards to do an investigation on um, what's coming out of the Corellia shipyards that Mm -hmm. shouldn't be.
3: The facilities that were formerly owned by Elspeth.
0: Yes. Um, I love the sequence at the end where they're on the... um, in the command area I guess if you will or something mm-hmm. and Hera uh, Hara and Hera's trying to get uh, the um,
3: the codes or whatever the or codes that? and the yeah.
0: manager to open the uh, confidential information about what the uh, giant hyperspace um, drive is for right and uh, the sudden attack by uh, the uh, Empire loyalists for uh, what what was the, what did he scream out for the empire?
4: For the right? empire, empire. yeah, so cliche. Attack
3: of <laughs> the NPCs. <laughs> yes, but that,
4: that, that
3: was, was the... that was one level of the video game where you do a save as before you do that sequence, and you should be able to mop up all the uh, NPCs in one strike. And if you don't, you just keep reloading until you wipe them out all in one strike, and then you keep on playing the game. Just say.
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. Uh, but, uh, so, Ahsoka jumps through the window to get to, uh, to stop the uh, hyperdrive engine from taking off. Uh, Hera goes, takes a long way around, and mm-hmm. Ahsoka meets Merrick. and Maroc in one of Marak. the HK droids. And I love that fight scene with Maroc and yes, and, uh, Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. It was very epic and very reminiscent of Rebels. Um the rebels scenes with the um, inquisitors, inquisitors, yes. Yeah, in spite of the fact that how much I don't like the helicopter uh, lightsaber, mm-hmm. still thought it was pretty awesome.
3: I still, you know, people are going to groan a lot, but I would really like to see them do the helicopter in live action. Just if you're going to have it, let's just do it. But
0: yeah, uh, yeah, if we're going to do it, do it. I mean, yeah. yeah, I would, I would find it to be a little cheesy, but hey, why not? Yeah, it's Star exactly. Wars. It's Star Wars. What the mm-hmm. heck.
2: Mm-hmm,
0: doesn't have to be real. Uh, so the final set, the end of that fight scene, Chopper and uh, Hera are taken off. Uh, Chopper throws the uh, tracker onto the high speed ship before it takes off.
3: Great sequence to establish I Chopper, Chopper
0: and Hera. Yep, I, Chopper is Chopper. Uh, mm. Very lippy, very uh, uh, combative, argumentative, uh, just like
3: Chopper is in Rebels. And I absolutely yes. love that. And I love that you can actually kinda of make out what he's actually saying. Yes. Almost, yeah. A little bit yep. to the point yep. where I to the point where I could
0: say, okay, because I always wondered how much training or studying or learning did Luke have to do to be able to listen to and understand R two versus Hera, I can I can see where Hera would get used to hearing Chopper and being able to understand what he's saying based on the noises mm-hmm. he's making. Mm-hmm. I appreciated that. I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, the uh, fight between Ahsoka and Maroc, Maroc. Maroc ended, and I love the way it ended where Maroc is jumping onto the ship. Mm-hmm. Or he throws his lightsaber. Shinhadi comes
3: just, down to get him. He jumps on the ramp.
0: And as he's floating, as he's flying away, he reaches out and pulls the lightsaber back in, and without even looking, Ahsoka just steps to the side as it flies past
3: him. Blaster and he catches it that loved was that, a, scene. that was a boss scene that was absolutely that, mm-hmm. absolutely loved it and there was a similar uh thing in animation that happened to anakin one time where the saber kind of he just just kind of does a sight side, side, uh, side step sidestep of the head kind of thing move there and misses the blast or the lightsaber or something so definite callback
0: yeah absolutely so uh we cut back to the scene between hu yang and um Sabine, Sabine,
3: and um, he starts trash talking
0: her. Yeah, and I loved the scene because he's uh, he's he's who he asked states uh, that her she she had little aptitude for the Force and uh, would fall short of any Padawan that he'd ever seen. <laughs> like, oh, dude,
4: no filter, no,
0: no. no filter at all. No, uh, no, no. You just do your best. No, not at all. Mm. It's just talk her down. Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. But he was very, um, you know She said, "Well," or when when he asked her if she was still working on her training, when she said, "No, Ahsoka left me," and said, "That's a, just an excuse and a poor one at that." I'm mm-hmm. Like, ooh, mm-hmm. and and I was like, "Wow, that that hit close to home." So like, okay, the, yeah. The, just because you don't have a trainer doesn't mean you can stop do stop doing the training.
3: Mm-hmm. Work on what you do know. So, yeah. So Ahsoka heads back to Lothal and Sabine decides to... It's time for a haircut. And Yes! We got the haircut. That she'll be willing to submit to Ahsoka's uh, domination. I mean uh, mentorship Ooh. again. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Meets her at the... We see the, the live-action version of the epilogue scene from Rebels. Um, except that yes. they, uh, and except Filoni has demoted Ahsoka from Gandalf the white in the <laughs> animated version to Gandalf the gray in the live action version. So, and yeah, so they agree to team up again and try to go get the map, the map, the map, the map, the map. And, uh, cause that the tracking device does show where they, where that hyperdrive went. But it's interesting
4: yes. that they each have individual motives for this quest. Yes. You know, Ahsoka's trying to save the galaxy, and, and Sabine's trying to find her right. brother boyfriend.
3: Yeah, so, brother
0: boyfriend. Oh, brother boyfriend. Really? We're going to go there? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Kissing so kiss cousins. Kissing, 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 kissing brothers. It's brothers like sisters. Space Duke's a hazard. <laughs>
4: Wow.
3: All I right, could, so that wraps up episode two. I, I could two. see Sabine wearing Daisy Dukes.
4: i like to so see So that Sabine. wraps up episode two.
0: Uh, we're at, uh, we're at <clears> nine minutes. Uh, so, DB, take us to episode three, because uh, I don't have any notes on episode three. Oh,
4: uh, You know, and I don't either, but episode three was awesome space battles, and Ahsoka actually leaves the ship wearing a space suit, unlike Mary Poppins' Leia. So... Mm-hmm. Those are the things that, that strike me. It was a little goofy when, you know, she goes outside oh. the ship to, to have that battle. Yeah. But it was still badass at
3: the same time. So. so the the episode was entitled Time to Fly. And it was a 30-minute episode, which, you know, I think I definitely remember queuing that up, breaking my heart. Because I was like, really? After, But anyway. Uh, the demands of a Star Wars fan. So, yeah, it's all about their journey to... Um, What's the planet called? Um, Citos. Yes, yeah. tos, Citos, Citos, Setos. Yes. Yeah. Cetos Setos. Cetos Satos. Uh, and yeah, they're flying in the Jedi shuttle there. Uh, her flying wing, whatever it's called. And on the way there. And um, meanwhile, Hera is trying to convince her superiors to um, join the mission. That Thrawn is coming back and is talking to Mommy Mothma and the council. And 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 Senator Shiono? Mommy Mothma. And we get Kaz's dad, who we find is just as annoying, but in a different way than Kaz himself, Uh, Senator Ziono. uh, But, you know, he's playing the Bothan role from Heir to the Empire, the original book. So the Bothan, uh, was it Balin Fosk? I can't remember the name. Um, put it down in the comments, uh, down below. Uh, the Bothan, who is trying to take over the council in the original, uh, the legend version of Heir to the Empire, he is trying to depose Admiral Ackbar, take over the military, all that kind of stuff. Same kind of character. I think he's playing that role for this and Hera is the Han Solo who is trying to convince the council that Thrawn is a threat. He needs to come back because in those books too, there was people were like, what a grand admiral. There's no way they were all wiped out. You know, there's none in existence. And so uh, kind of similar roles there, I, I think. And, but yeah, Ziono definitely, he's that one character that deserves a, just a punch square in the face. Cause he's just that annoying, but Um, Hera got some good quips in on them, you know, like, oh, what did you do during the war? Just sit back to see who won? You know, I thought that was a good line. And uh, then they're like, well, okay, well, we need to discuss this in private. And they ask Hera to leave, and she leaves the communications room, yet they're all holograms. So do they just stand around as holograms and have that discussion without her there, or what do they do? (laughs) I did find that quite uh, kind of amusing. Yeah. But, and
0: I really would have loved to have seen the other half of that where they're all standing next to each other in front of the hallway. Yeah, I know, right?
3: Staring at so, an empty room talking. Yeah. We get a really exciting part right after this, which is she goes out into the hallway, and we get to meet Jason Nula. Jason. Okay, and, come on, sing the song. Uh, yeah, so um, I have tweeted at Weird Al because that he needs to do a new parody, uh, a new Star Wars parody, It's Time Again. And because uh, somebody made the comment of uh, and I have to agree with it, you know, Filoni, and this is definitely losing our PG rating for the episode. uh, (laughs) I think with all this girl power, uh, Filoni is definitely an ass man because uh, there are so many gratuitous shots uh, in this show. I'm I'm not complaining. Uh, I'm impressed. And you know what? Go girls. Uh, Bring it on. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we go from, Marveling over Arnold's pecs to, yeah. Uh, anyway, to <laughs> to to uh, to, uh, to Twi'lek, uh So uh, anyway, somebody had made the at, reference. You, at
0: least you phrased that classy.
3: Yeah. So uh, somebody had made the reference that uh, Jason's mom has got it going on, you know, on Twitter, <laughs> and, and I had to push that over to Weird Al and, and tell him we need a uh, Stacy's mom parody of uh, Jason called Jason's mom. For sure. I'm working on some lyrics, Weird Al, if you need it, because I know you listen to the show. Um, So, uh... He he,
4: he used to listen to the show. Right, he used to listen to the show. (laughs) Yeah, we
0: lost him. I'm sure we lost him last time. But
3: I think the most frightening part of that scene was the fact that Hera lets Jason hang out with Chopper. And you talk about influences, bad influences. Very bad influences. (laughs) The same guy, the same droid that had no complaints about dropping a hyperdrive onto a populated center <laughs> on Corellia. <laughs> you know, oh, yes,
0: yes. We're into the we're into the first episode, first, second episode. And Chopper's
3: already wanted for war crimes. I know, right? So, um, but no, it was cool to meet Jason. I like, you know, uh, it was the animated version was a little weird looking, very looking much like an elf. Um, obviously, the human genes are stronger than the Twilight genes, um, based on how Jason turned out. But I liked how they mixed the green and the brown hair, so I thought they did a good job with that. Um, and uh, but yeah, she can't join the crew; she has to let them know they're on their own. Um, they go back to Ahsoka and Sabine, uh, who's got all her Mando. She put all her Mando gear back together, which I was very excited to see. And uh, we'll touch on that in the final episode, but. Yeah, they're flying to Citos, and a very cool sequence when they get there. They drop out of hyperdrive, and they get attacked by... Well, uh,
4: can we we talk about the training going on before we get to that? Yes,
3: yes. Which, I
4: I thought that training sequence lasted just a tad too long, but, I mean, let's talk about ringing the same bell twice there. If I can't see,
0: how am I supposed to fight? Yes. Okay, yes. I forgot about that. I, I don't know. I appreciated the throwback comment.
4: No, I, I did, too. I thought the whole sequence was a little long, but I could see the callbacks they were going
3: for. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the sequence. I didn't think it was too long at all. Um, I did I, I, I think it was a good training thing. Uh, yeah, there were similarities, but there were also some differences, which I appreciated. And one of the things that I—and this is going to be my nerd point for the episode— which is oh bring it on yes so watching with the i always watch with the subtitles and uh they call the wooden swords that they were using in the subtitles are called bakken which is what those wooden swords are because when brownie one was in martial arts for about nine years we i have a couple of those upstairs and they are they're training swords real hard wood i mean hard that you can you can break bones with those things (laughs) so if you're handling them just right and so, the. Uh, <laughs> but they're called bakken. The training swords are called bakken, and they were called bakken in the episode. So there's my nerd point. I appreciated it. Uh, kept up with the whole Japanese uh, samurai feel, which we get a little more in episode four in some of her fighting, uh, against especially against Balin, uh, and Morak. But um, but yeah, uh, anything else about the training sequence?
4: It you know. It, you're right. It, we kind of got an expansion of what we saw on the Millennium Falcon in A New Hope. Mm-hmm. So, to me, it just felt like, because it was at the beginning of the episode, I was ready to move into the story. But some people appreciate character development. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, okay.
3: especially when it involves using long staffs of hardwood. So, um, the I also appreciated the. Uh, Hugh Yang, who knew that backpack had extra training arms in it? So right? he's going on go, oh, absolutely. that was epic. Going all grievous on, yes. on the training. That was pretty dope. And I even like the detail of as it that it was a training mechanism. So after they were done, it showed where all her slashes were.
1: Mm-hmm. Which
3: again, just a little detail that they didn't have to add that, but again, this is Filoni, so he's just throwing those things in there, which is just awesome. Um they come out of hyperspace. They're attacked by three groups, two groups of three snub fighters. I guess that's the now, best word.
0: Did it, Did anybody else catch the snub fighters? They had a very World War II, Japanese
3: yes. Zero yeah, mm-hmm. Zeroes. I absolutely yes. loved it. Yes, love the design of them. There was a little bit of, there was a few little styling components of Grievous's fighter. Yep, um, in there, but also had the big. Oh, and I should know this. I'm blanking on the type of airplane it is from the real world. But it's got a very massive single rotary engine on the front. And it reminded me a lot of that. And the cockpit's kind of towards the back. And there's not a lot of airplane behind the engine. It's pretty much just the engine and the the cockpit. And um, yeah, very cool sequence. Uh, I thought it was fun. Uh, It was a... Talking about callbacks. It was another shot-for-shot recreation of the escape from the Death Star. Uh, with the attack on of the Tie Fighters on the Millennium Falcon, so yep, uh, very cool feel. It was also a good sequence for Sabine and Ahsoka to have to work together again and to start to get kind of that vibe, that mojo uh, that they had previously, but their attitudes were blocking. And uh, it was a good sequence. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Um, I really liked uh, Blinkless One Shin Hadi, uh had more dialogue and. Um, you know, this episode definitely started to throw out more theories on who uh, Maroc was, because he actually had some dialogue in this episode. Uh, the previous episode, it was just a grunt. But, uh, you know, who knew that, I mean, it was definitely I think the leading theory was Pirate Dred Roberts from uh, Princess Bride, because uh, is when he delivered that as-you-wish line um, to Shin Hadi's commands. But the uh, her dialogue i thought yeah they were expanding the character which i appreciated. i thought it
4: was pretty ballsy when she told morgan you almost got got him Mm (laughs) yes like whoa i don't think i'd I'd go to the ceo and say that you know
3: (laughs) and you saw that rivalry start back when they were at the old knight sisters temple that the uniboob detonators blew up and um we
4: got uh, boob and Hardwood in this episode. Yes. I and mean, what more? <laughs>
3: wow, you guys. We have not recorded in too long. We got Woo. way too much to get out. But anyway. Uh-huh. Um Yeah, she was dig you know, she was do it getting some digs on Elspeth back then when they were looking at the carnage of the temple. You know, and you could see it was getting on Elspeth's uh, uh nerves. She was like hers. She was like, why don't you send her, you know, to Corellia to go get the hyperdrive? And yeah, so there was seemed to be a little tit for tat because uh, they didn't have a very good uh, success rate of taking out Ahsoka, uh, including, like you said, the scene where she goes outside. Very Star Wars Filoni animated sequence of Ahsoka outside the ship. And for those of you that say, what was that? She did that in animation except it was a bubble dome helmet but uh, she and Anakin deflected shots in, uh, against fighters and f- sliced them up in animation so it's been done before this is not a new thing for the character it was kind of cool to see in live action it was a little campy but I enjoyed it um, you know and then that was awesome. like you said DB she didn't do the Mary Poppins to get back to the ship uh, but they had Sabine rotate the wing which I thought was kind of fun uh, to where she uh, got back to the ship that way um, good little you know kind of a humorous little campy moment and I thought it was fine uh, then they go into the Eye of Scion trying to take that out and they turn on all the turbo lasers to, to take the ship out but then they miss and that gives Shin Hadi another dig on Elsbeth well you didn't finish the job which I thought was again that tit for tat was was uh, I was enjoying that really enjoying that um, yeah, and then uh, they have to dive down to the planet, Ahsoka and Sabine, to escape because their shuttle or their ship is damaged. And we get they have to fly through a maze of pergol, which was space pr- whales. Pretty dope.
0: Yeah, it was. that was awesome. Mm-hmm. I pre- really appreciated seeing that.
3: Mm-hmm. Which I caught at the first showing of episode. When was the first time they went to Cetos? Balin first went there.
4: Oh, and there's shadows in the clouds.
3: Yes, I caught that the first time and I thought that was very cool. And then, but to see, like, this must be like a gathering point for the Purgle to jump back to their galaxy. Uh, That's what I'm guessing this planet is. Um, Since there were so many collected there, uh, which was pretty cool. But yeah, they uh, dive and weave and lose uh Moroc and Shinhadi and they land on the planet to start to do some repairs. Are we just gonna keep calling her Shinhadi? Yeah. Okay. Because she is. Is she not?
4: <laughs> I thought we were calling her Darth Bangs, but Darth <laughs> Bangs. <laughs> oh my God.
3: The blinkless one that shall not be named. <laughs> um the blinkless one that shall not be named. So yeah, so then you see uh you know They've got the map, and uh, they're gonna send the HK droids to go find them in the woods, and that's kind of the episode. And it felt a little short, uh, you know, and because we knew what was coming based on the trailers, that there was gonna be some sort of showdown between Shin and Sabine and Ahsoka and Balin, and it was, uh, I thought, you know, you could have fit that into. The, at the time, I thought you could have felt, you could have just fit that in with this episode. It was, it felt short. It just. I don't know. It was fun. It was a fun episode, no doubt about it. But you they think?
4: really could have merged episodes three and four and made one super long episode.
0: You
3: know, yeah, I don't know. But about... I appreciate it the way it was. I, no, I don't I, I know... appreciate it. Yeah, I don't know about that now. Before we saw episode four, I thought they could have, but after seeing, I think they they cut it short because I think four was such a good episode from start to finish. Yes. Yeah. That. I think that episode was was darn near perfect, in my opinion, in, in the length, the story told, the amount. I, I, four was a banger of an episode. One of the best live-action episodes I think Disney has done. Oh, Perry. I
4: agree completely.
3: Definitely. Yeah. But, um, and I, you know, they just... I remember telling Scruffy after three, with the third one being... Before we saw four, I remember telling him that I was worried that if that's all three was... How, and they've only got five more episodes, how much story are they actually going to tell? You know? and uh, But I think they've got some more to tell now, definitely, after seeing four. But, uh, yeah. Three was... Uh, any other comments on three? That was time to fly.
0: Nope, let's get to four. We have an epic appearance in episode four. Four.
3: Fallen Jedi. Wow. That's... That's all I gotta say about this episode. This this was an amazing, amazing. This was so Star Wars from start to finish. And Peter Ramsey was the director of this. He did the pirate episode of Mando, where they take Navarro back. Oh, was that the pirate uh, captain,
0: Captain Salad? Salad yeah, the Sa-
3: Hutt. Salad the Hutt. Salad the Hutt And <laughs> uh, he also did the animated movie Into the Spider Verse.
0: Okay.
3: And, uh, I pfft, man, the whole tone of this episode, the the pacing, the story, the character development, everything was just darn near perfect in this episode. I have, back in episode one and two, I remember mentioning to you guys where the only complaint I had about those episodes was really the transition between the outdoor scenes and the volume scenes, the indoor scenes. And there was just a slight, you know, bump in the cinematography. Um, it, or, or adjustment in the cinematography. The look, the feel. But, you know, if that was the only complaint I had, not really complaining. This episode was just, everything was perfect. Everything melded. Everything was just... The humor, the story, I, I don't know what to say. And it's just... The whole tone, or, or
4: the setup of the episode to me... Felt like we were at Camp Crystal Lake. It was just creepy, and you don't know where the guy who's going to
3: kill you is going to pop out. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So it starts off with the uh, uh, castaways, Sabine, uh, Ahsoka, and Huyang Yang, trying to repair the ship, doing the repairs. Flash over to, you know, the star map. Uh, Oh, you know what? I forgot to announce tonight. We are uh, broadcasting live from the new outdoor patio bar called In the Round on Citos, Uh <laughs> That features nightly uh, n- and uh, they feature nightly light shows and whale watching. So anyway, <laughs> um, so <laughs> all they need is music from Doug Rebo. Right, exactly. Uh, some nice jizz playing through the air. Uh, the. Uh, yeah, they send the HK droids, or they sent the HK droids at the end of the previous episode. But um, the HK droids attack. Uh, Hu well, Yang, the, or forget, the one uh, HK droid.
0: The comment from Hu Yang about uh, to Ahsoka and Sabine: "Stay together. You always, you always do better when you're
3: together." Yes, that was a very, uh, very awesome comment to hear. A little yep, prophetic. Prophetic, yes. and and they showed it in this in this first fight scene how they how well they work together, because um, after I love how the one HK droid, you know, is, <laughs> tries to gag the droid, put his hand over his mouth like he's not gonna. What he's oh, screaming, and who Yang yes, we, we see Huyang
0: kick a little butt.
3: Yeah, no, it Hui was. a uh, can fight. Yep, I thought that was a cool duel. Um, you know, and then when Ahsoka and Sabine join the fight against those troopers whatever they were and again working together like you said and just uh playing off each other's strengths to take out and those those fighters
0: i love the fact that they let sabine be a mandalorian yes uh she was she didn't have the lightsaber she was blasting mm-hmm. them with blasters
3: and using her mandalorian technology to take them out and skill sets yes and that's what i, I meant truly by i appreciated it and that's what I was referring to uh, a few moments ago when I said I was happy that she brought her armor. And she, yeah, mm-hmm. she was going full Mando. And I was like, that, that, it was just awesome. And so, yeah, they decide to go after uh, the star map area. Hu Yang's going to hang back and still try to fix the ship. And he, that's when, like you said, he makes that statement about sticking together. Um, before that, before even the first fight, you know, Sabine was like, well, do I have to worry about you? You know, I need you to trust me. I need you to do what I say, blah, blah, blah. Um, if Thrawn, if it's a choice between saving Ezra and stopping Thrawn, we got to stop Thrawn, you know, so all this foreshadowing. So they, they go running into the woods. Um, they go do the Lord of the Rings running through the woods to try to get to their destination. Uh, Except it didn't take as long. And, uh, on the way, uh... They meet up with Maroc and Shin in the woods, uh, you know, and uh, we finally learn a little more about Maroc, the mysterious Inquisitor. And the memes since that episode have been hilarious about what he really is. And uh, it was a cool fight. Uh, Again, very samurai, very um, nine assassins. Uh, was it Nine Assassins? Yeah, an old Japanese film, or not an old Japanese film, but a more modern-day uh, Japanese film. Uh, Nine Assassins and some other, uh, you know, samurai-type films, uh, Seven Samurai, that kind of thing. The fighting was very reminiscent of that because you could see Ahsoka was sizing him up. What was his style? Uh, what was his techniques? And she was evaluating him. And then as soon as he started to do the spinning. Um, Blade, uh, the helicopter trick. blade type thing. Yep. helicopter blade. She knew what to do, and all she had to do was one pass and one strike, kind of like Obi Wan with Maul, you know, in that final Rebels duel. And uh, but very, her movements were very samurai like, and it was very cool. Um, and you got Sabine and Shin fighting, and that was a good fight. I enjoyed that. Um, you know, the matchup again. You could tell Sabine had been practicing some, and uh, but was still not. You know, there was no Mary Sue fighting here. That's for sure. It was, uh, it was give and take on both sides. A Quick comment on Sabine's fighting
0: style. Uh, I truly appreciated it. Now, I was always worried about Sabine's fighting style trans or er, Ahsoka's fighting style translating from animated to live action. Yes. And this, this really kind of like okay, this is going to be okay. This will be fine because uh, it some of that did translate over to the live action.
3: Mm-hmm. you know what I thought was interesting about that now that you mentioned that too her fighting when she was fighting the NPCs at the ship you know just the nameless fighters she was using both sabers when yes. she went up against Morak and Balin she was one. using one Which I found that very interesting yeah yes. she was much more focused because her opponents I think were that much more dangerous yes. which was very cool um but yeah so here's where they make their mistake the good guys make their mistake which is after she uh opens up moroc and lets all that bad gas out um <laughs> they split up yeah they split up
0: um sabine continues to uh, battle shin, shin and ahsoka runs
3: after bala yep hey, and
4: can- i try. go ahead no, I was gonna say we need to talk about the, the, the B storyline here and the most important cameo of the episode so far. When Hera decides to uh disobey and mm-hmm. and head out on her own and she's accompanied by the all new Phoenix Squadron.
0: Yes led by and? Carson Tiva. Carson Tiva! Carson Tiva.
3: Yes. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, my word. Yeah, so I didn't realize you were three minutes behind, a couple minutes behind when I was watching. So when I texted Carson to I felt so bad.
3: No, no, it's fine. I blew that. Because for a minute, I'm thinking, Carson, who the hell's Carson? I was like, it didn't click when you texted that to me, So, which I'm glad it didn't, because then when I saw him on the screen, I was like, oh, my God, that's so awesome. Yeah, so uh, you're right, DB, the Beast story, which is Hera's deciding to once a rebel always a rebel which is we heard that line from the trailer and decides to go out on her own and i like jason jason joins her and yeah. uh, because what good mom or what good parent doesn't take their children on dangerous missions yeah. i take my uh,
4: children
0: on all my dangerous
3: missions mando mando would always take <laughs> take grogu on all the dangerous missions right. so yeah
0: and you took brownie 1 and brownie 2 on dangerous missions
3: right oh i did you know it absolutely to the
4: all mall right. carousel
3: Yep. I told him I said this is going to put hair this is going to put hair on your chest, boys. Suck it up. Let's go. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Rub some dirt in it. Let's get moving. Um that ain't no wound. You want to see a wound? Um, uh,
0: you don't know what a wound is. Yeah, quit your you crying. I'll give you something to cry start... about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Chicks dig scars. Chicks dig scars. <laughs> you know how I attracted your mom? Let me tell you. No. um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so uh but i like the little quip you know uh jason you know is getting in he's like uh uh well how come if you don't have to follow orders how come i have to follow orders from you When
0: well, he could be a general right be ordered. that
3: line it was a completely you didn't that have to very, have it you didn't have to have it for gen the x parent line well not just gen x parent line You didn't have to have it for the story, but it was a detail that when thrown in was great. I mean, it was just a great little detail to the story. Absolutely. Um, Now, I saw something on TikTok today that I wanted to mention, and I've watched it several times. It could be, it couldn't be. Somebody is saying that when they walk into the cockpit, so she's heading to the ghost, that one corporal or whatever lieutenant's like well what am i supposed to tell the command council you know and she's like you'll figure something out and then it cuts to her and jason going into the cockpit this person is claiming that there is a small photograph of kanan yes on the dashboard i have heard
0: that uh i have yet to confirm that Uh, i watched the clip number two that i'm doing tonight
3: i watched the clip several times it's blurry It could be, and it's such a fast moment that even when you slow it down, it's like, but it's kind of just to the right of the steering control uh, next to what would be like the one center gauge and behind that steering control just to the right of it. It looks like it's just kind of like a headshot of uh, Kanan, possibly kind of a monochrome color uh, picture. But um, again, I
0: can't can't see why it wouldn't be. I mean,
3: yeah, no. Again, detail, detail. This is a felony thing. The ghost is more or less her home. Right, right. And so I I thought, if 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 true, very cool detail. Um, But yeah, so they take off from home one, joined right away by Carson Tiva, and there's a cameo in those X-wing pilots, uh, Brendan uh, Wayne. Who is one of the guys that wears the Mando suit? Um, oh, I didn't
4: realize that. That's awesome.
3: He does the gunslinging shots of Mando. Um, he was one of the X Wing pilots and one of the ones that did not die. Um, and his character name was Lieutenant Landor in that episode. But yeah, he was in that. Ep- uh, he was part of Phoenix Squadron and one of the survivors. Um, but yeah, I thought that was very cool calling it Phoenix, you know phoenix squadron and then taking off all in in um flight formation and yeah that was definitely and the cgi that was, was awesome. just on point oh yeah for that without a doubt very so they start heading to sitos because uh, they too want to get seats at the in the round and uh <laughs> seats <in> the round. <laughs> it's their new they want to make it their new hangout right uh, whale watch and drink the uh <laughs> who doesn't right yeah, right? So, yeah, back on Setos, they uh, uh, they make that mistake. They split up like they shouldn't have. Um, Shin and Sabine continue to fight. Uh, Ahsoka approaches the star map area and takes on Balin, um, which we'll, I'll touch on in a second, but uh, I want to finish up with Sabine and Shin, which I really enjoyed. There's the one scene where she knocks sabine down and sabine oh yeah. acts like she's gonna use the force and makes shin stop because shin's expecting like a force move or something and cringe she cringed actually yes she turned her head mm-hmm. and
0: then she realizes you have no power right just as and then- Sabine shoots her with a mando missile from her- yes
3: <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was a great sequence and you know because we saw part of it in the trailer. We heard that You Have No Power. We saw her get knocked down and have the hand out. You know, but to see the whole sequence was very cool. Very cool sequence. Um, and then uh, she throws a... Um, Shin throws a smoke bomb to escape and runs away as fast as she can. So, um, But the Balin fight. I, I think the dialogue ahead of time was really good. I so hope they come out with a Balin novel or something because
0: yes, I would love that.
3: Um. And that it's is, too, that
0: is a character I could use more storyline from
3: yes. And from it, backstory. the actor, I mean, it's just, a, it's such a tragedy that he passed because he is, he's what's fueling that character in terms yes. of what's coming across that sense of confidence that I've been, I've been around the block a few times kind of character and you're doing what you gotta do to survive. He does, you know, I think have fond memories of the Jedi order, but I think, you know, post order 66, uh, you know, he's had to do what he's had to do to survive, but then he's yeah. also trying to teach some things, um, to carry on some of the traditions. He's got some sense of honor, but he's working for the bad guy. Cause he's got to pay the bills. Um, he's got to buy uh, shin hottie meow mix to keep her fed. <laughs> so, uh, well, we said she's kind of feral, you know, yeah, um, very feral. but uh, yeah. And then when he's trying to talk us, he's kind of trying to diffuse the situation in a way and trying to talk Ahsoka down and she unclips her saber. And as he's pulling his off the clip, he's like inevitable. And I, I thought that, that moment right there yes. was such a moment that I need to know more about Balin. I really do.
0: And I love the fact that he had turned the fighting style up to match his opponent. Mm. That's the, to, to counteract could, all the comments from everybody else about how he's just more robotic.
3: Yeah. When yeah. he, like I said, he had that one move where he does kind of the spinny, skirt yep. twirling in the air, spin around move kind of thing. But you can also see when he turns up the power and his blows just start striking heavier and the uh, uh, yeah, it was just such a good darn fight and Soka was she was pressed for it was not an easy fight for her. So, um, good duel, going back and forth, trying to get the map and uh, I thought for sure Elsbeth was going to abandon everybody, but I I, that,
0: I I thought for sure that that ship was going to take off any second.
3: Yeah. But, um, and then when Ahsoka's response, when she sees Shin return and not Sabine, and her moment of anger where she picks up, slightly force chokes and slams Shin into that uh, giant monolith rock, was like, Damn! And I thought this was going to be—you know—that was like, oh,
0: that's all Ahsoka needed right there. But mm-hmm. I was shocked that Ahsoka uh, does
3: not win. No, but then Balin sees it, turns around, he gets a little more mad, and he turns his power up even more. Yep. And for for you, awesome. uh, for you for uh, you uh, Dragon Ball Z fans, his power was over nine thousand. But. <laughs> um, I know you don't get that Scruffy. It's okay. No, uh, no, I don't get that. <laughs> so, uh, if my, my one, my oldest boy sometimes listens to the show. So if he's if he happens to catch this episode, he'll appreciate that because he was a huge Dragon Ball Z fan. Um, but was the... that like a
0: reference to the volume level on the uh, on the on the dial uh, for your amp? It goes up to ten, but now it <laughs> yeah, okay. goes up to eleven. Yes. Kind of, sort of, yeah. And yeah. why why you just make 10, 11? Because it's eleven. It goes to eleven
3: right exactly
0: okay, um, but
3: yeah you see Balin then just turn it up to 11 and just oh, takes spinal, it to spinal, a, tap. spinal tap yeah it takes it to Ahsoka and just completely knocks her right off the ledge bam and that's the last we see of her and uh, uh, for the moment and yeah and then uh, Sabine shows up oh, don't forget the uh,
0: burn in her hand from grabbing oh, yes. uh, the map oh yeah Mm-hmm. I thought for sure that was going to come back later. Okay, we could recreate the map by the burn. In there, yeah, <laughs> I know, right?
3: Uh, They're uh, digging ra- in the ra- wrong ra- spot. Raiders of the, the, the Ark style here. Yes, yes, <laughs> I know, right? Somebody did make that reference. They shoulda. They had a meme up there showing that. But um, yeah, it was um, you know, and then he convinces Sabine to stand down. And oh, I could not believe that.
0: Sabine turned over the map.
4: This goes back to what I said earlier. They have different motives for being there. Yep. Yes, and Sabine will do anything to find her brother boyfriend.
3: Yep, so. brother boyfriend.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Her bro, her bro, bro, bro toy.
0: Bro toy. There you
4: go.
3: <laughs> Little do we know that the romances of Star Wars all stem from the hinterlands of West Virginia. <laughs>
4: Uh, thanks for alienating oh, 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 oh. an entire U.S. state for us. All right,
3: so. way
0: to go. All right. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully our three listeners was not from uh, the Appalachian
3: Mountains. I joke. Anyway, um, so yeah, so he talks Sabine down, who you know about, and then I thought it was really cool that uh, when Shin Hadi retained, regained consciousness, she starts choking out Sabine, but uh, Balin's like, "No, stop." I gave her my word. We're going to take her with us. And, um, God, I just... That's Balin... so
4: crazy about Baelin, because it goes back to what Palpatine said, good is a point of view. He thinks he's doing good.
3: Yes. Yeah, and the whole cryptic thing about, you know, when he and Ahsoka were talking before the fight, you know, it's like, I'm doing this for, you know, a greater good, is his, is his you know, viewpoint. I'm not going to start the war. Thrawn's going to start the war, but I'm doing this for a greater good, kind of feel. And, yeah, it's very, I man, I really do hope they write a novel on on Balin. Yeah, he's
4: not a mustache-twirling villain. He honestly thinks he's doing the right thing.
3: Yes. And so on the point with Filoni making their lightsabers slightly orangish Mm -hmm. to to not really, you know, are they really that bad? They're not pure bad, you know, or at least Balin's not. And, uh, yeah, so he convinces, they go up to the ISI on, and... Meanwhile, Phoenix, crew Phoenix Squadron flies in. They're flying right in, right straight at it. Hey, let's block their path. Nothing bad can happen. And, <laughs> what could possibly happen? What could possibly go wrong? And, and let's fly in a tight enough formation that we'll go right through the center of their giant ring. <laughs> <laughs> and let's not open fire on their engines. Um, but no, it was it was cool. Uh, you know, they lost a couple X-wings. That was very cool to see them. Yeah, to see the ship go literally right around them as it goes into hyperspace, um, ends up killing a couple of the X-wings, which I know is that's definitely going to have repercussions on Hera and Tiva, and that's why I'm I'm really thinking that this takes place before Mando 2.5, um, and we'll get into a quick theory section here in just a second, but uh, yeah, so they they get to and the trail, Scruffy and I talked about it, yeah, the trail that there, you yeah. see of the ship. As
0: it disappears off into the horizon
3: if you will. Kind of this, yeah, kinda of space rising. Yeah. Was very cool. And um
0: Yeah. And that whole that whole sequence just had me breathless. Mm-hmm. As I know our yeah we can you can see what's gonna happen, but still it was just epic to see.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah it was very cool. Very cool. And then and then we get into the final scene of the mo- of the show, which which is Liz. great that they, they disposed of Ahsoka
4: and didn't show you anything for like six, seven, eight minutes. What the hell happened to her? Right,
3: right. And then you see the aerial view of the in the round, and it's coming off. Uh, all the party goers have gone home, and so it's just focusing on the water. And, uh, yeah, and then all of a sudden you see her shape, the shape of her head, and you're like, what? What? what, what is this some sort of artistic transition? What is going on? And then, yeah, she wakes up in the world between worlds. And here's a voice. And turns around.
0: Oh, here's Snips.
3: Yeah, hey Snips. And, uh, and then the I didn't expect to see you so soon line as she sees Anakin. And I'm not even going to discuss the CGI. I don't care. It was fine. I don't care. I, I, I don't like care. It.
0: It, it, you know, uh, DB DB made a comment earlier. He didn't like it. I, you know what? Whatever. I, I don't, don't care. care. The I, I yeah. I,
4: I thought it was sloppy, but then again, I'm not a CGI artist, and right. I have no room to criticize.
3: You know, it, I saw a post that 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 summed it up. It was like they didn't deage him in Obi Wan, and everybody complained. They deaged him in Ahsoka, and everybody complained. Yep. It yeah. it is. I don't. Nobody
0: hates Star Wars. Nobody hates Star Wars more than a Star Wars fan. Right. Right.
3: But yeah. So she gets to, and everybody was obsessing over trying to that lightsaber that's on his hip, and trying to, you know, is it his? Is it not his? And there, you know, and there's been a lot of speculation online about that. But um, I missed that. uh, Yeah, he's got he's got a saber on his left hip, and the I guess
0: maybe I just didn't notice it because I just expected it to be there.
3: I for, I'm going to have to go rewatch to see if there's a glove on his hand.
0: Oh, my word. Okay. Yeah,
3: nope. Yeah, I'm never going to go to sleep tonight. Yeah, I'm going to have to go rewatch it now. But anyway, um, yeah, so in, in, he makes the line that I didn't expect to see you so soon. So that, of course, is just ripe for tons of speculation. Yes. But um, yeah, and then as the scene goes to black, uh, you hear Vader's theme start. And. And that was awesome yeah so very cool very cool episode I just yeah I just can't say enough good things about that episode that was just yeah very cool
0: yeah, um, that uh, that for sure is the best uh, best live action they've done so far yeah one of them for sure the one of them. I know you, I know you like the andor a lot <laughs> with, your, with your character development
3: nothing beats those tie fighters uh uh skimming over the sheep so sorry <laughs> man scare, <laughs> scaring the sheep yeah scare, no they didn't scare the sheep those sheep were deaf remember those oh, were the only yeah, yeah, things sorry. those are the only things that didn't jump in that scene I, didn't <laughs> <ran>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't believe we noticed that um but anyway yeah Because uh, we're nerds so, quick speculation time, guys. What do you, episode five? They're showing it in limited release in theaters. Um, I think it's going to be a world between, primarily a world between worlds episode. Maybe they get to Thron, maybe they flash over to them getting to the new galaxy with Thron at the end. But I think the majority of it is going to be uh, world between worlds, and I think that. Uh, I'm thinking it's before Boba Fett, the Boba Fett Mando episodes, because, you know, one of the things some people have been complaining about is how stoic she is. Ahsoka is in this series so far. She's kind of emotionless. She's cold. She's stoic. And in those Boba Fett, in the Boba Fett episode with Luke, uh, deep fake Luke, they, um, they, uh, uh, she was much more chipper And just kind of whimsical and more snips not you know world weary ahsoka adult ahsoka and i'm thinking that there's gonna be some sort of tie-in where he's gonna tell her about luke or send her to go see luke or something uh from this interaction in the world between worlds, I think, or she's going to see a door with Luke or something, or they're going to see it or, or something. You know what I mean? There's going to be some sort of t- I think tie-in, and I also think it takes place then because before those, because Tiva was with the main fleet, you know where Home One is, and he's not in the Outer Rim, and. I'm wondering if you know losing those two X-wing pilots is going to get him demoted and kicked to the outer rim to go back on beat patrol like a cop would be kind of thing, you know? Because he's on beat patrol in those Mando episodes, basically just running patrols through the outer rim planets and out on a Delphi base, and and I, I I'm that, yeah, I think time-wise, the only the only part that doesn't match up for me is the frog lady. Scary spider, Ice Spider episode, when we first meet Tiva, is in season one, right? No, no, that's in season two. No, oh, season two. Yeah, uh, but before, no, that you know what? That was after he met Ahsoka, wasn't it? Because Ahsoka. No, no, no. He met the Mandos on the water planet first. Before he and they, they. Oh, that's right. It was, uh, it was Bo. It was Bo that, after his adventures with the Mandos, meeting the Mandos on the water planet, um, and having his ship repaired by the uh, Mon Calamari and the Sears sweater, that uh, he, they, she points him to Ahsoka so it was after that and then capturing Elsbeth and all that kind of thing so he met Tiva, was in that Ice Planet episode him and uh, Filoni as Wolf Trapper so that's the only part that doesn't kind of work out time wise uh, but this is the same show that Lothal happened several years after the rebellion <laughs> so I don't know who
0: knows
4: You know. Yeah, I'm
3: not even going to speculate time uh, until later I'm probably overthinking it
0: No, you? No.
4: Well, you know, you're speculating on Episode 5, and since this is Filoni, you know damn well that Episode 5 is going to be uh, Mando and Boba Fett searching for Garza Fwip and Doug Rebo (laughs) because they heard they escaped the explosion and they're on the beach somewhere.
3: (laughs) The beach on Naboo. (laughs) live it off the insurance money.
4: Just saying. Mm -hmm. Don't get your hopes up. You're not getting that.
3: (laughs) You know, yeah, you know, uh, I would normally it would be some sort. Normally, this next episode would be some sort of a flashback episode of some sort. But the fact that they're showing it in theaters is what's got me. It's got to be some. And this next episode is the Filoni directed episode.
0: It's got to be an epic episode if they're throwing, showing it in theaters here.
3: Yeah, and the other, the other thing is, I'm wondering if this is her transformation to Gandalf the White.
4: Now that I can, I can buy. Yeah.
3: Ba- uh, Balin might have been the Balrog fight. They, you think Gandalf dies fighting the Balrog, but he goes into another realm, returns as Gandalf the White. I could see this totally being her going into the world between worlds, meeting up with Anakin and then her returning to the real world with possibly a time jump where maybe we don't even see anything in the other galaxy. We just see them returning years later or some sort of time jump later. Uh, Cause there was one quick flash scene in one of the trailers and I'd have to go back and find it where Shin has shorter hair so uh, that's the only that's kind of half the reason I'm thinking it but um, I could see that totally being a scenario where she comes back a couple years later from the world between worlds well dead. that could right. also
4: explain the whole Carson Tiva thing that is mm-hmm. inexplicable right
3: now yeah so but yeah I don't know it's a damn good a episode of, I got a lot of
0: homework to do before I go to bed tonight thanks <laughs>
4: Can I just I say overall, and, and these are my impressions. I mean, so far, I, I am enjoying this thoroughly because there's such a backstory into this. Mm-hmm. But look at the parallels, and again, it's Felony, so the parallels are there. Mm-hmm. You know, Elsbeth is is your emperor character, mm-hmm. pulling the strings and ordering people around. Yep. Uh, Balin is your Vader character Right down to his mannerisms I mean look at He's a huge imposing guy All Mm -hmm. in black And if you watch when he stands He's always got his thumbs hooked into his belt And if you look back to all the publicity stills From from the original Star Wars You see Vader like that all the time I didn't catch that but yeah you're right Mm -hmm. He's He's just this gigantic imposing figure who doesn't move much, but when he does, you better, you know, hide. He's, he's badass. And to make it even better, he's got his own attack dog in Shin Hadi, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and the biggest parallel, and I think I've spoken to both you guys about this off the air. Ahsoka, to this point, is the mature post-Return of the Jedi Luke we always wanted.
3: Yes, Mm-hmm.
4: You know, everybody whined and moaned that we didn't get Luke. We got the Luke we got in the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. This is the Luke we wanted. The mature, the very stoic, I'm going to train the next generation character.
3: We wanted the heir to the Empire Luke.
4: Yes. Mm-hmm, yeah. So the parallels with those characters are just mind-boggling to me. Yeah,
3: I- I've heard some other people refer to it as this is kind of the... This is the post-six episode six story we wanted, but got the sequels instead.
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: instead.
3: And I don't say that to be mean. I'm not, I'm not. And you know, I'm just. That's what some people. I've heard some people make that kind of reference, and they're not necessarily wrong. No, all no.
4: All, all of the original trilogy characters are are just kind of mm-hmm. replaced within. Because then, Harry is your hand Solo character. The rogue is going to do mm-hmm. what it's necessary to be the hero. And, yep. you know.
3: I was so hoping that Mar Maroc was going to be the new version of um, uh, Mara Jade. Um, oh, Mara Jade, yes. But be, the new form of Mara Jade, uh, but instead turned out to be a big giant of fart gas inside a rubber suit. So, um, I, I yeah so i i threw one theory so you know a lot of people were like who do you think Maroc is and i responded to somebody's on twitter and i said it's it's uh i said if we keep guessing that it's omega it's got to come true at some point right maybe it's omega <laughs> i said <laughs> maybe it's omega gonna be right and maybe it's omega and she becomes the new canon version of mara jade and she falls in love with with deep fake luke and then they have a uh, uh a, a baby named luke who is a <laughs> uh part clone CGI deep fake uh, offspring of uh, yeah the new Canon Jade and deep fake Luke but anyway um, either that or I wanted to be Luke with a 70s porn stash under playing an undercover cop but that was kind of
0: oh okay no <laughs> definitely not but
3: no you're right you're right DB it, it hits all those notes it really does. Mm-hmm. And just like we wanted to know more about Vader, we want to know more about Balin, too. Yes. Mm -hmm. He has just the right dialogue. He has just the right things to say. And, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, very cool. All right. um, Let's jump into Collection Corner really quick. And uh, start to wrap up. Comic books. Toys. (laughs) That's all I've done,
0: comic books. Toys. Uh, I've got a stack over here of probably ten that have not been uh, filed away and uh, cataloged as uh, purchased. so I've got to get busy. Yeah. Yeah,
4: Yeah, I've got way, way, way too much to go into on this extra long episode, but I've spent more money than I should, and if I don't stop, I'm not going to be able to afford
0: going to ICC next year.
5: <laughs>
3: all right well we will uh uh
0: i did pick up from a certain point of view uh a new hope empire and jedi oh nice the books. so i'm excited to get to get into those very cool oh and the funko pop chewy life day oh nice oh Cause, oh, you know, it's it's life day and coming up here pretty soon. After
3: our Mark Newbold episode, didn't you also grab a bunch of things from the uh, video game store? Oh
0: yes. Uh, what? Uh, how how many did I? pick? So when so, we talked to Mark Newbold, Mark Newbold, there was
3: an article on the tracks that they are coming back out with a new version of the Atari Twenty Six Hundred.
0: New vintage version uh, that'll play at
3: 7,800 and 2,600 cartridges. Uh, let's see. So Scruffy oh, went out 15. and bought a, found as many of the old cartridges and bought them as he could.
0: 15. I picked up 15 vintage of my favorite games. You know, Defender, Combat, Asteroids, Moon Patrol, Centipede, Q-Bert. Uh, I'm still looking for... Um, a, uh, I can't remember the one. Uh, I, there's there's one or two that I'm still looking for. Uh, I did find a Pac-Man. Uh, also picked up Jedi Arena uh, for the 2600. So I'm uh, excited about... Uh, it's going to be vintage Atari in this uh, basement. Uh, in the wife's basement, I should say. Uh, <laughs> in uh, a couple months here. Very
3: cool. Alright, yeah, DB, we'll get in your list next episode. And we'll... Uh we also i've got the music just about ready the intro music just about ready we're gonna have to get uh, db's blockbusters going again here pretty soon so yeah we are make sure we watch outland that's now now that my summer
4: hiatus is over maybe i can join you guys more often
3: oh i know right and well that and yeah getting caught up on things like we've been busy too so we haven't been able to i haven't been able to watch outland so um definitely need to no. do that, because we need to get that segment rolling again.
4: Yeah, didn't and... I assign that like three semesters ago? Or something? <laughs> something like that.
3: Something like that, yeah. yeah. It's, been, it's been a so, while. Alright, well, let's, uh, let's wrap up then, and uh, for all of our listeners that do not live in West Virginia, that I have offended, um, <laughs> Way to go, man. Yeah, if you'd like to think back to the beginning of the episode, uh, which was a long, long time ago in a podcast far, far away, and if you want to contribute to the story that we're going to try to build for a certain, from a certain point of skews podcast book, uh, definitely. Yeah. Send us some things. Uh, you listen to the outro to get a hold of us. Also, if you could rate this episode, uh, three star, five stars, three thumbs up, whatever the metric is on your service of choice. If you could do that, tell your friends about the show, spread the word. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, with that, we're going to get out of here guys. So, uh, unless you guys got anything else? Nope, just nope, no, just take your waitresses
4: and servers here at the
3: uh, Circle <laughs> yeah. Bar. Yep, yep. The next uh, Whale Watch show starts at 9. So, um, all right. Uh, with that, this is Brown Leader signing off for the crew, and you have been listening to Hyperspace Heroes.
5: That's at no moon.
1: Hyperspace Heroes Podcasts can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, and most other podcast services. If we are not on your service of choice, let us know. To leave your five-star review, just click on the review button on your podcast service of choice and praise us to the maximum character limit available. To contact the show to comment, ask a question, suggest a conversation topic, or just to tell us how handsome we are, you can send us a DM on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter accounts. You can also email us at brownsquadron at gmail.com. Star Wars, its characters, shows, movies, books, (sighs) etc. You get it. Our properties of Lucasfilm and Disney. Hyperspace Heroes podcast has no affiliation with Lucasfilm and Disney, although we would very much like to. Hyperspace Heroes podcast comments and opinions are ours alone and the show is for entertainment purposes only. This is so we cannot be held liable when we say something dumb if you're still listening at this point we would like to say thank you for joining us on this exposition into a galaxy far far away and we appreciate you spending your time with us we hope you'll share the show with other fans and that you'll tune in again for the next episode
5: Hyperspace the heroes.
1: Hyperspace Heroes Podcast The Legend of Brown Squadron. <laughs> That's no moon hey, hey. Sorry he burped.
0: If you like to talk to tomatoes